successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. You're also listening on GrillNationShow.com and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, very pleased to announce that all of our shows are on iTunes now. Uh, you can catch up to us. I'll usually get them up there after the day after we air live on Saturdays between 4 and 5. Thanks for listening today. You can connect with me at Jason Grill on Twitter and at GrillNationShow. Also, I am uh, very active on Snapchat at GrillMizzou. Um, follow me there. I just search for Jason Grill. I've been doing a lot of traveling lately and, and try to post videos all the time to at GrillMizzou on Snapchat. Also on Instagram at Jason Grill. Wow, what a week. What a week we've had. Um, I have been uh, nonstop from uh, President Bill Clinton here in Kansas City to South by Southwest with the huge Kansas City Coalition. Uh, we'll get to that after uh, uh, I mention our sponsors and partners of Real Nation Show. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash is a guest co-hosting contributor, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, guest co-host and contributor, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor, The Rieger KC and the Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe is a guest co-hosting contributor, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your report, partner, and support of Grill Nation Show. Without you, we couldn't have the show on the air, and I appreciate all of your thought leadership and all the things you do here in Kansas City and throughout the country. If you'd like to sponsor Grill Nation or be a partner of the Grill Nation Show, we can. Uh, you can definitely do that. You can just contact me at or excuse me, jasongrill at gmail.com. Uh, we're always looking for new guest co-hosts, uh, new segment sponsors, new uh, thought leaders, new storylines, new guests, uh, everything you can imagine that a radio show would, show would need. We would love to uh, have you be a part of the Grill Nation show and check us out at grillnationshow.com where you can find all of our supporters, guests, and photos from our interviews. Um want to move forward here and kind of talk about what's been going on in Kansas City, and then we'll get into South by Southwest. Um, also, actually, first off, why don't we start off with um, previewing our show today? I should have done that at the top, but let's preview our show first. We're going to have on in our second segment today, Luke Norris, who is a, a head of local local government affairs um, for Pay It, which is a brand new company here in Kansas City that just received a $4.5 million round. Pay It is simplifying doing business with state, local, and federal government through its patent-pending mobile payment and transaction platform. Along with their government partners, they are transforming the customer experience and making government more modern, convenient, and mobile. Luke will be on the show in the second segment. He's always been a government tech thought leader, uh, government relations executive, technology enthusiast, entrepreneur. He worked at Code for America for over three years, back and forth from San Francisco as a senior director of government relations. 
uh, doing a lot of different things with mayors, civic innovation officers, chief innovation officers, county executive governors uh, throughout the United States. Luke uh, will come on to talk about what PayIt is doing, and it's it's really interesting. It's going to transform and make government just more likable to people, easier payment systems when you get a traffic ticket, mobile payment, um, just all kinds of great things that they're doing he's going to talk about. And Luke Norris uh, will be joining us in the second segment by phone. He had a chance to go to South by Southwest over the weekend. So I got to really dive deep with Luke into what he's up to these days. So he's going to give us a really good overview in our second segment today. In our third and fourth segments, we are going to have some fun. We have Ethan Whitehill, who's the founder and CEO of Wicked and Peg, which is a really cool new company here in Kansas City. It's a uh, it's a bourbon company. Who doesn't love bourbon? There's a bourbon craze going on in this country. But Wicked and Peg is a true small batch Missouri estate grown craft bourbon born out of backyard culture. Um this is the brainchild of 2S, which Ethan is the CEO of, which is a deep retail engagement marketing and communications agency with clients throughout the country, including LG. Uh, the brand was born out of backyard culture and competitive leisure sports, such as croquet and badminton, to making the sporting spirit truly a bourbon of a different stripe. Ethan's going to come in. I'm sure I'll have some props with him. He always does. I'm assuming he'll bring the bourbon to try, but this is really a cool brand, and uh, they are already in a bunch of different restaurants throughout Kansas City, some of which include the Rieger uh, which is a, co- uh, a sponsor of Grill Nation, uh, Classic Cup. They're in there. They're in Grunauer. They're in, um, they're in Donut Lounge. They're in so many different restaurants where you can try Wicked and Peg. But he's also in grocery stores, you name it, Cellarat, Hy-Vee. I mean, tons of different stores throughout the Kansas City, Missouri area, uh, Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas area where you can pick up Wicked and Peg. But I'm going to be interested to talk to Ethan about how do you really start a bourbon brand? How did you do this? How how you wanted to make it in Missouri? You made it in Missouri. It's 100% corn based. Um, it's got a more of a vanilla rich oak flavoring. Talking to him about kind of how do you do this? I mean, he's a, he's a branding expert. He's a um, he's a retail expert. Uh, he's grown a very successful company here in Kansas City. So the branding part is easy for him, and we'll get into that and the unique style of the brand and the bottle and the uh, the taste. But how do you how do you actually do this? How did you start it? And he's using completely sustainable methods, um, which are very good for the environment. And uh, you know, it's a non GMO corn grown with without herbicides. Everything they're doing is reducing the carbon footprint in Missouri. Uh, it's a heritage method. It's show me in ingenuity. It's it's everything to w- reduce waste and save energy and create an amazing product. So. Ethan Whitehill will be in the show for the third and fourth segments today. Uh, great Kansas City and really cool guy to talk to and should be a very exciting episode uh, in three and four today. Uh, you can check more out about Wicked and Peg at wickedandpeg.com. Looking forward to trying that on this beautiful Saturday. Um, want to talk to you real quickly about South by Southwest. I had a chance to go down there uh, with about 10 other Kansas Cityans. Uh, over the weekend. Uh, what an amazing event. If you haven't been to South by Southwest Interactive, you need to go. Downtown Austin is already a really cool place. Austin's a great city, but when you put 400,000 people who are going to different events uh, in one spot from all over the world, it uh, it takes on a whole new level. For instance, I went and talked to uh, U.S. senators, heard U.S. senators speak, heard mayors from across the country speak, um, saw people such as Andy Roddick speak through the South by Sports track. President Obama was there. I heard him speak. Um, you know, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank was there, journalists from all over the country, Anthony Bourdain, 
just the list goes on and on. And the, the problem with it is, is there's so much stuff happening. There's so many different conferences to walk to and go to and speeches that it, it, it sometimes becomes uh, consuming. But um, there's so much to learn and there's so many relationships to build. Uh, and so if you've never been, uh, I think it's definitely something you need to do. I go every year in March. Um, it is just an amazing event in the city of Austin and, and Austin's a great town too. So they're doing amazing things with development down there that I envy and I hope that Kansas City will, will move forward in, in, in many of the respects that they've moved forward on from a development perspective. But one of the interesting things I did see was I saw Johnny Manziel's former agent speak on a panel with the head of TMZ Sports and Kevin DeMoff, who's the, one of the head guys at the St. Louis Rams, now the LA Rams, and Katie Nolan from Fox Sports. And uh, you can go from that to going to see uh, Mayor Sly James talk about broadband and smart cities. So, you know, it's just, there's so many things to do and it's very interesting. So if you've never been, check it out, South by Southwest um, on the internet at sxsw.com. You know, we had a lot of things to talk about in this first segment. We're already down to 30 seconds. I hope you're having a great spring so far. Uh, check out some stories at startlandnews.com. There's a story about the Kansas City named a finalist for the $50 million uh, Department of Transportation grant. We're going to get into that with Luke in our next seven, which is one of the highlights of South by as well. You're listening to the Grill Nation show on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com and also on GrillNationShow.com and iTunes and TuneIn Radio. We're looking forward to having a great show today, and thanks for joining us on 980. We'll be right back. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. I'm going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Also, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also, uh, really happy to announce all of our shows are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, where you can connect with me on any kind of uh, smart mobile platform that you have. Lastly, all of our shows are also on GrillNationShow.com. All of our podcasts, photos of our guests, uh, all of our supporters and partners, and a list of all of our shows we've had since the inception of Grill Nation Show in 2015 after the rebrand from Entrepreneur KC. Very happy to have our next guest on the line from Kansas City. We have Luke Norris who is the head of local government solutions at Pay It. Formerly, uh, he's also in the board of advisors of Neighborly. He was on uh, the trip that I spoke about in our last segment, in our first segment today at South by Southwest. Recently, uh, he's been working in government relations and in uh, making government innovation smarter and working with people uh, in innovation for many years. Uh, Luke Norris, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks to ha- thanks for coming on today. I know you're a busy man. So first off, um, let's talk about what you're doing now. What are you up to these days? Yeah, sure. So uh, probably just about a month now, uh, I joined Pay It as the head of local government solutions, as you mentioned, and uh, we're trying to help make government simpler for residents and really looking for ways to streamline how citizens do business with government, whether it's paying a parking ticket, buying mobile bus fares paying your taxes or overall just transacting with government in a more streamlined user experience. And, you know, we're really excited to be doing that in a mobile app experience, which, you know, as you know, is is incredibly important, especially today, given that close to 76% of Americans own a smartphone. And that increases to about 96% when you talk about millennials between the ages of 18 and 29. And 
We're doing it through a mobile app experience, which, you know, 87% of folks, when they're spending time on their smartphones, are doing stuff in apps. So we're fundamentally changing the way that governments can provide service to residents, which we think is really exciting. Very exciting. So that's Pay It, and uh, it's mobile payment platform for governments at mob at m o b i l g o v. Uh, Pay It is simply doing business with state, local, and federal governments through its patent pending mobile platform and payment and transaction system. Um, their government partners are transforming the government government ex- or the customer experience, excuse me, and making government more modern, convenient, and mobile. You know what the most frustrating thing people say, Luke, is what they're most frustrated with is government or all the things that you're trying to fix. When you walk into a DMV and you have to wait for two or three hours, when you uh, have to go to a city hall to pay a parking ticket, when you have to deal with uh, traffic, I mean, there's all these different things. And it seems like you guys are really addressing this. And you've been working in this area for quite a long time, haven't you? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think most folks know probably for the last three years, I uh, worked at Code for America, which was a national nonprofit that in many ways helped start the whole Gov 2.0 kind of initiative, really helping governments think about prioritizing user-centered design and fundamentally changing the way they both buy and build technology. So there's tons of, you know, momentum going on. And, you know, as you heard at South by Southwest, right, the president talked about some of the incredible initiatives happening at the federal level with the United States Digital Services and ATF. We're glad to be doing that on a really focused local level, both helping city and county governments, but also states. So, look, you're based out of Kansas City, Missouri now. Is this is pay it a uh, local company or is it a national business? Yeah, uh, great question. So, yeah, our headquarters are in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, we do business with states and cities and counties around the country. Uh, and as uh, you know, folks may know, uh, we just announced about a four point five million dollar Series A round of investment, uh, which we believe is really going to help us, you know, further propel and, you know, support cities and states of all sizes with incredible uh, opportunities to add value to their citizens. Did not know that. That's impressive. When did that happen? Uh, So I think we announced it probably just about six weeks ago. So Mm. uh, it's fairly uh, fresh news. That's a huge round, man. Four and a half million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's pretty exciting. We don't get those for socks, Luke. Those don't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Government tech is different. We're talking to Luke Norris, who's the head of local government solutions at Pay It. Um, Luke, you were at South by Southwest. Uh, This show's airing on Saturday. So a week ago, we were sitting in beautiful Austin, Texas in the sun. It was great. Um, Man, what a whirlwind that, that conference is. It is. You know, uh, I I think so many folks probably have been there and, you know, haven't gone back or have been there multiple years. And it's amazing to see just how that event changes every year and how it, you know, grows in terms of focus. And I think probably both you and I had the opportunity to participate in a lot of sessions that were kind of oriented around these types of things we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. How government is innovating. And a lot of that was driven by, you know, some of the excitement with the United States Department of Transportation's USDOT grant. Let's uh, talk about, let's talk about that. So what happened at South by? Because, um, I can't remember, but the thing with South by is it seems like all of the things are happening at once. So at one point I had the choice between seeing president Obama Mayor Sly James on a panel. Uh, at the same time, I believe uh, a major athlete was speaking and, uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain or some big food person. <laughs> and then next thing you know, next right. thing you know, Kevin O'Leary is speaking about entrepreneurship from Shark Tank. It's all at the same time, all at hotels all around around each other. But at one point, um, there was a huge thing with Anthony Fox. Tell us about that and what that meant for Kansas City. 
Yeah, so I mean, it was huge for Kansas City. Uh, we were uh, announced as one of seven finalists for a $50 million grant by the United States Department of Transportation that's really going to help uh, both grow kind of infrastructure, but also advance a lot of the ways that government's able to do business with folks from IoT types of devices to better transit planning software, all of these types of things that are really going to facilitate kind of new technology and transit. Uh, and it was huge, right? I mean, I think you were, you know, uh, tied up at the time, but it was great. There was, you know, a room packed full with probably 100 people. We had incredible representation with about seven or eight folks from Kansas City there to support Mayor James as we were announced as one of those seven finalists, which, you know, I think uh, anyone that knows the work that went into it, it was it was a ton of work. Uh, but it was a community, you know, collaboration. Uh, it wasn't just done in a silo. Uh, the city and, you know, folks from Think Big did an incredible job really rallying people to all bring the best solutions that they could to the table. And I think in that moment, Kansas City absolutely shined. It did shine. And uh, we were in good company with some of the other cities where Austin, Portland, San Francisco. Uh, I know uh, Columbus was in there. So now, now we got $100,000, right? And now... The, the work really begins to, to try to get the $50 million. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a short planning period where we're going to have to dive in. And I think, you know, Kansas City is going to show up really great in that fashion as well as people bring their hands to actually start creating more actionable plans to do that. What's really amazing, uh, you know, I can't remember the exact specifics, but I think if Kansas City wins uh, the $50 million, we'll know sometime in May or June, $15 million of that $50 million has to be spent by the end of this year. And so when you think about that type of investment coming from the federal level, what it could do for our city, it's absolutely amazing. So anyone that hasn't been a part of the process should definitely jump in and figure out how to help because that type of thing is, is going to just create incredible opportunity for all of us. Mm-hmm. Totally. Luke Norris, uh, head of local government solutions at Pay It. Um, and, and one of the things that's great about South by 2 is – it's just the amount of uh, intellectual thought leaders that come from all the different industries. I mean, we went to a uh, event uh, with the mayors, the U.S. Conference of Mayors. I mean, just just getting the the talk to what I mean, there had to be twenty mayors there from all around the country. Yeah, I mean, I think there was twenty mayors plus. Then you added some of the others uh, because of the U.S. DOT thing. But to your point, right? You've got these amazing opportunities for serendipitous collisions. So you've got thought leaders from cities. You've got private. You know, you have U.S. senators, and that's one of the things this year. There was, I think, fifty or more elected officials, and we're not talking about dog catcher here. You had, you know, U.S. Senator Warner was there, uh, Jerry Moran was there, Senator Moran, and you had uh, Senator Cornyn. Senator Cornyn, you had a ton of different um, administration people. You had the president. You had some of the brightest mayors. You had city manager Troy Schulte talking about broadband. With Kansas City was on a panel with New York City and Santa Monica. I mean, there's just. There's, and that's just the government sector, public policy uh, Absolutely. sessions. And they're all held at the JW Marriott, which is a new thousand-room uh, hotel in downtown Austin. And not to mention there's about four or five other hotels within a block distance that are pretty much new there, too. Uh, it made me reinforce my mindset how much how much Kansas City has to grow, but also how great it will be when we finally get the downtown convention center hotel built. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, and that's only 800 rooms, so... Uh, man, it's just it's just amazing that the policymakers are coming out of this and, and how big GovTech is getting. 
Yeah, no, absolutely right. I mean, I've been in the space now for almost four years, right? And it's just grown exponentially. And, you know, I think it's, again, just because there's folks from, you know, private sector getting in the space, but public sector is kind of opening its door saying, hey, we want to work with, you know, folks in the private sector in new ways. We don't want to solve all these problems and we shouldn't solve all these problems in our, you know, kind of own silo. Uh, I think it's just going to keep growing. And, you know, I think Kansas City has already established itself as a thought leader in so many of those ways from smart cities, uh, you know, to the ways that they're using technology at City Hall around data. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing something special here. And the good thing is people are listening. So, look, you've traveled around the country. You were in San Francisco a ton with Code for America. Now you're in Kansas City more, but you you've touched a lot of different cities through your work. Um, I mean, what, what do people think about us right now? What, what is our uh, what's our uh, what are people thinking about Kansas City? Yeah, so I, I think it's the things that all of us love the best about Kansas City, right? Like a, a thriving entrepreneurial culture, uh, of, of a great family-focused, fun millennial-focused kind of environment where there's good affordable housing, where transit is still fairly accessible. You're not spending hours upon hours on your car getting places. Uh, and then I think people definitely recognize that we've got an incredible arts culture here, right? So when you think about the things that drive people to cities, We've got all of those and then some. Uh, and, you know, I think based on seeing all the folks that were down at South by from Kansas City, I think people are going to start talking about the fact that we've got one of the most collaborative, community-minded uh, organizations in the entire country. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's going to just help people, you know, want to even, you know, come live in a place where they can collaborate and work with other people doing great stuff. Love it. Luke Norris, head of local government solutions at Pay It. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Always good to see you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Luke. We'll be right back right. on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money. Introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low. She my track queen. Let her hit the band. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to Talk 980 AM and joining us on Talk980AM.com. Also, um, you can uh, check me out on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Uh, very excited that we have uh, the a couple weeks ago, I spent about six hours on a Saturday and uploaded all of the Grill Nation shows that I hadn't uploaded with descriptions to iTunes. So all of our shows are on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio now, too. So you can listen uh, via our podcast on GrillNationShow.com or on iTunes and TuneIn Radio if you're at the gym. Uh, we've had some really cool shows uh, the last few months, and we're going to have some really good ones coming up as well. So I appreciate you joining us. I want to again thank all of our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. They are Trusts. Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest coasting contributor, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, The Rieger KC, and Jay Rieger, uh, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. Thanks for support of the Grill Nation show. Um, we've had this next guest on before, but we had him on to talk about uh, digital marketing and uh, advertising and retail and all kinds of great things he does at Two West as the CEO at Two West, a uh, great company here in Kansas City. But today I wanted to have him on to talk about a new brand um, called Wicked and Peg. Wicked and Peg is a, a true small batch Missouri estate grown craft bourbon born out of the backyard culture, and it was launched recently by KC CEO and entrepreneur Ethan Whitehill. Ethan Whitehill is in studio today. Welcome to the show, Ethan. Thanks for having me, Jason. Good to see you, man. Um, so first off, let's go through your 
day job here, your company. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's refresh people on what Two West does, and uh, you know you have a really cool, uh, really cool group of companies you work with, and a really great team over there. Yeah, so Two West is a deep retail engagement agency, meaning we do retail marketing communications for brands across the country. Yeah, and and you guys have been in business for a while. I mean, you've been a Kansas City. Strong Kansas City company for me. Yeah, years. we're actually in our 19th year, which is which is hard for me to believe. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, you've grown yeah. a lot in the last 19 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just doing some really cool things with retail brands. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we, the experience that you see when you go into a store and you see all these cool, you know, electronics or this cool setups. It's you guys are kind of that's kind of your niche. Exactly. We're all about the experience, especially the experience in store and in the aisle. Um, LG Electronics is one of our clients, for example. And if you walk into a Best Buy and you're shopping for TVs, there's a good chance that when you look at LG TVs, all that work that's on screen and around the TV on the display is something that we produced. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was doing that a lot recently. So we talked about that off air. I need to, I need to go look at some more <laughs> LG t- TVs. I'm going to twist your arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you do all these things. I know you're, you're very entrepreneurial and you work in the entrepreneur community. Um, and, and then all of a sudden you're at an agency and you decide, let's, let's think about bourbon. Tell me about how that happened. Because when you told me that uh, when I was talking to you months ago, I was kind of like, I, it's just sitting in his basement creating this. Like I, I, I thought it was going to be you just you know making a few bottles for yourself. Tell me about how this happened and why you decided to, uh, to launch uh, well, Wicked and Peg. You know, I have to blame a, a client for corrupting me, actually. I think I, I got interested in bourbon. Uh, after getting into scotch and then making my way through whiskey, and then I realized bourbon was was my drink of choice. Um, and it it just sort of represented an opportunity, even for the agency. As I started thinking about creating a bourbon brand, uh, you know, a lot of times we're working on other people's brands, and we mm-hmm. don't always get to create our own consumer brands. And so this was a chance for us to uh, practice uh, what we preach: take our own medicine. Literally, <laughs> and uh, and be a be a client. Um, so I challenged the team to come up with uh, some packaging uh, for this brand that we're calling Wicked and Peg, and uh, you know what you see on the shelf today, and in a lot of locations around town is uh, is what they came up with. It's been a lot of fun, kind of walking a mile in the client shoes, so to speak. Yeah, and when did you guys start this process? Uh, this started uh, about this time last year, actually. It's about uh, it's been about a year in the making, and uh, you know we knew we could create a good brand. Um, we knew we were very confident that you know the packaging was going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know we could find a good bourbon, though. You know, and so um, that was really the the other half of this whole journey was finding a partner that yeah crafted the bourbon the way we like it. So you guys, you obviously, I mean, we'll we'll take some photos of. Uh, of the uh, the stuff that we have in the studio, we have some of the bourbon. We have a is that a croquet mallet? Is it that is a croquet those? mallet. We yeah. have those, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll take some nice photos and put them on our uh, Instagram page. Um, but uh, okay, so you 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 did the branding. The bottle looks great. You know, we'll try the bourbon here in a second. But um, tell me about the process of getting uh, bourbon made. I know it's low, yeah. it's it's Missouri made product. So tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, so we were really fortunate, and it was it was one of those serendipitous things. I was in a store, and I picked up a bottle of a, of a product. At the time, it was called Thunder Beast or Baby Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I said, this is interesting. I rolled the bottle over, and I looked at the back label, and I, I saw that it was being made in Union, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I liked about it, as I did more research, is that they have a uh, it's it's what they call a kind of a heritage farm distillery. So everything they put in that bottle comes from the farm where it's made. Mm. Uh, so the corn is literally from the field uh, about 
thousand feet away from from the distillery. Wow. Um, the water comes from the the limestone well that's that's right under the distillery. Um, so it, it's it's very very natural, you know, very sustainable in terms of the impact on the environment. Um, and better better than all that, it just it tastes amazing. So <laughs> so what they're doing works. Um, you know, we partnered with these guys. Uh, the distillery is called Culture and Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and where is Union, Missouri? Union, Missouri is about forty minutes aside of St. Louis. Okay. Um, so it's off Highway Forty down there. And um, you know, the guy who makes it is uh, essentially he's got Kentucky moonshiner roots. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows what he's been doing uh, or what he's doing, and. Um, he really pours it into that bottle, um, everything he's got. And when I tasted it, I really liked it because what's different about this bourbon, and if you know anything about bourbon, bourbons, uh, technically, it has to be 51% corn. Uh, and this bourbon is 100% corn. So it's really? got a little different flavor profile. A lot of bourbons will cut it with wheat and, and rye and other things. So this is, this is all corn. Um, wow. And, uh, and you, it, it really comes through in the vanilla and, and some of the uh, – uh, kind of floral notes that you get from it. Um, it sounds good. I'm, we're going to taste it yeah. after the break. But um, so, <laughs> I'm trying to so, tantalize so, you. <laughs> so tell me about kind of the um, the purest ingredients: zero water, carbon neutral process. I mean, you, you try to be sustainable in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and and I've never heard that yeah. with a bourbon brand. Yeah, and a lot of it just goes back to the 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 really historical methods that they use. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this is how they they did it turn of the century. Um, and, uh, you know, very few continue to do it this way there before prohibition, there was something like 20,000 farm distilleries, uh, after prohibition, I think we're down to maybe 20. Um, mm. so there, there aren't many guys out there doing, doing this kind of method and, uh, and you taste it, you taste the difference. It just doesn't require, you know, all the, the extra industry that, <laughs> you know, the big brands, uh, put into their bottles. Uh, which I think is kind of cool. And, you know, and I have to give credit to one of your sponsors, you know, Jay Rieger and, um, you know, the scene that's happening here in Kansas City. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because, um, Ryan's been on the show as a guest co-host a few times and, uh, they're, uh, they're expanding yeah. in different states. And, and I, and the process he told me about was amazing, just what they're doing. Uh, but what, what is going on right now with the bourbon? You know, with the bourbon, cra- you know, because before we had craft beer, yeah. so you yeah. saw these craft beer people come out of nowhere and then now it's spreading on everywhere. And I think is is bourbon kind of the next frontier? Yeah, I, well, it, it is. And, you know, and actually it's been it's been really it's all different laws and stuff. That yeah, deals with, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's been gaining popularity for, for some time for, you know, four or five years at right, least. And, right. uh, even abroad, like bourbon is huge. Um, and I think what makes it special is that it is the one truly unique American product in the spirits category that's out there. I mean, there are there are very specific rules on how you make it, and they date back to, I think it was like Teddy Roosevelt mm. uh, in 1906 started the first rules for bourbon. Uh, and then after Prohibition, uh, I think it was the lumber industry and the Cooper's Union got together, and their lobbyists essentially mandated that you use new oak barrels. So it, it's an economic stimulus package in a bottle, so to, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so, you know, with the corn and, and, the, and the oak barrels. Um, and, and I think I have to give credit to hipsters, I think, yeah, right? <laughs> for, for, for appreciating, you know, the nostalgia of, of a lot of things and bringing back the, you know, the maker kind of methods to, to new products and, and that craft mentality. Um, you know, I don't want to say this is artisan, but it, you know, it is, I guess by definition, you could say it is because it's small batch, small barrel. Um, and, a lot of millennials are, are starting to sk- discover that as it goes ma- more mainstream, and mm-hmm. we're seeing that millennials 
um, have uh, more adventurous tastes uh, when it comes to bourbon and, and spirits. Um, folks my age are typically a little more traditional, and I'll, I'll confess I'm actually Gen X. You're Gen X. I think I'm, what am I then? I'm 36. You're I'm like, like I'm on the cusp. cusp. I'm you're on like, the cusp. You're 34 yeah. as a millennial, but the what is it, Gen X? Yeah, yeah. Gen I, X, I'm a Gen Xer, I guess. <laughs> Born in the late 70s, so. Yeah, I, I'm early 70s, and. Um, you know, this, this is the kind of stuff that for me is, I, I love it because it, there's, there's a lot of history wrapped up in the bottle. There's a lot of momentum now with, um, you know, what we see as maybe old time methods, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, to me is just more genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more honest in the way it's produced. Yeah, it really is. And so we got a minute left in the segment. Uh, we're going to talk more about the kind of the brand and we're going to try it and we're going to talk about kind of, a little different things with with the brand here in a second, but um, tell me about again this Kansas City movement. So this prohibition. I mean, I've talked to Ryan about it. I mean, yeah. it's pretty crazy how like you look at the history of Kansas City with with liquor. And yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> and we were we, we were the Paris of the Plains, right? And yeah. and, and anything went, and uh, we were a real hub for uh, for bootleggers and and uh, and now it's kind of relaunching with with, yeah. with 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 craft beer with with Boulevard kind of launching that and all the new yeah. breweries that are launching up and yeah. now we're seeing um, bourbon well, and, and, and I think liquor. it only it only makes sense with our agricultural roots. I mean, yeah, I think for so sense. long there was a period where we were sort of ashamed of that. We were embarrassed that we were you know the cow town or whatever. And now we're celebrating it. I mean, barbecue is huge, mm-hmm. um, and you know I would say that's that's maybe kind of a different movement. It's not ne- necessarily craft, but it's 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 important to our history. Um, and I think the, the liquor piece is, is just hand in hand with that. Sounds great. Uh, we're talking to Ethan Weidel, who's the founder of Wicked and Peg. Wicked and Peg is a new, true, small batch, Missouri state grown craft bourbon born out of backyard culture. It's also the CEO and founder of Two West. After the break, we're going to come back and we're going to try this bourbon. We're going to talk about kind of the leisure sports kind of aspect of it. And then I'll have some fun questions for Ethan at the end of the at the end of the interview and the end of the show today. You're listening to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and on GrillNationShow.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after the break with more. Okay. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host on 980 AM and talk980am.com. Thanks for listening today. You can also check us out on grillnationshow.com. We'll post some photos from today's interviews, and you can hear us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio on your any kind of your devices, smart devices, or computer. Uh, we're talking to Ethan Whitehill, who is the uh, founder and CEO of Wicked and Peg. It's a, a new, true, small-batch Missouri estate-grown craft bourbon born out of backyard culture. He's also the CEO of Two West, which is an amazing uh, retail and digital uh, engagement uh, marketing agency here in Kansas City. So after, before the break, we were talking about the brand, and, and we're going to test it here in a second. But tell me about the leisure sports background. I mean, we know we, we do yeah. Mad Men here. You did Mad <laughs> Men right. last year, which was great. We had you on. Stay tuned. Mad Men's yeah. coming back. Too, <laughs> okay, so. good, good. Me and Zach from uh, 980, or from 981 are going to have to field another team this year. But tell me about kind of why why backyard culture, because that was kind of unique for a bourbon brand. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Well, you know, we being uh, being a branding agency, um, we we took a look at the market before we came up with our brand. And uh, what we noticed is, as you look across a shelf uh, full of bourbon, most of the brands have some sort of backwoods or frontier <laughs> right. sort of aesthetic to them. And, sure. and uh, you know, they're bootleggers and moonshiners and, and all that. And, 
it, it's pretty crowded. I mean, there's some great brands on there that that really stand out because of their reputation. But as a label, you know, being a new label, especially coming onto the market, it was important for us to to create an identity that that stood apart, that was a little disruptive. And um, you know, we said, well, what if we didn't look at sort of so much the 1850s? <laughs> you know, we looked at maybe the 1950s and mm-hmm. had more of a mid-century aesthetic. And um, you know, we liked the idea of those simpler times and those sort of epic summer vacations that. Uh, that everybody probably experienced as a kid, and, and it's that, that leisure time um, that is sort of cemented in our collective unconscious about you know what, what a vacation should be, what that epic summer looks like. And we wanted to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we like to say, you know, we're less about backwoods, more about backyards, okay. uh, less about the frontier, more about front porches. <laughs> okay. um, and, and we wanted to create a bottle that, that would be, you know, totally fitting in your cottage or your cabin, you know, at that summer place. Interesting. And, and, the, and the term on the bottle is bourbon of a different stripe. Bourbon of a different stripe. Um, and the bottle, tell us about the bottle design. So It's um, kind of a longer, it longer is. neck, it, it's a, shorter neck, it's but a, a longer bottle. It's a little different bottle design. Um, you know, we wanted to really echo the, uh, the, the form of a croquet mallet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's more cylindrical. It doesn't have that uh, kind of typical bourbon bottle shape. Um, and, and also nowadays with this uh, this this games culture, uh-huh. I mean yeah. everywhere you go, uh, it's there's some sort of like I mean you know at sport at uh, Power and Light they have that no other pub now, yeah, and it's it's, it's got games in a bar which is great. But this whole like you know outdoor games croquet you know whatever it is shuffleboard yeah. i mean it's it's exploding right now yeah exactly and you know we like to say badminton is, i mean <laughs> yeah, badminton you, you name it but we like to say it's you know it's the sporting spirit and you know mm-hmm. we kind of imagine you know the best occasion to to enjoy wicked and peg is probably that occasion where you kick off your shoes in the backyard and you're playing croquet or badminton or you know just kicking back enjoying those little leisure moments okay and so the flavor includes light floral notes vanilla rich oak and citrus the first sip of this craft bourbon brings a smooth transition, followed by a drawn-out, soothing, warm finish. So let's 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 get these you things can. going here. But um, let me uh, let me put the mic down here by where you pour this. I'll make sure it makes. Uh... There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Live here we are on a Saturday drinking bourbon. Um, so we're gonna try this. And I will say. Um, you have a branded croquet mallet in here. I do. I brought a branded so croquet cool. mallet. Which is um, so cool. we're we're about to do a contest with uh with our fans uh to give away a branded croquet set but these are these are objects that we're planning to kind of plant in our on-premise accounts around the city. Um, so let's cheers here. Cheers. There we go. And let's try this. I haven't tried it yet. Very good. So you taste the vanilla, right? Yeah, it's very <laughs> good. Um I mean, I don't know. I mean, besides, I drink um, Rieger, mm-hmm. and now I'll put this in the uh, in the the bar cabinet. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I don't know if I have to drink any other bourbon. You know, what I mean? <laughs> no, you're saying I bought the Maker's Mark <laughs> Royal Championship bottles, and yeah. I, I've always drank Maker's Mark. Then I went to yeah. Rieger, and now I'm able to go to Wicked and Peck. Yeah, and now in Rieger's, technically, they're calling it a Kansas City whiskey. So uh, yeah, so his process is a little different. I'm oh, sure. Right. He, I'm sure he's corn. told you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but we like to say you know we play well with others. Um, a lot of people like to drink it neat or on the rocks, but um, you know we think it's great in cocktails as well. And okay, so not only are you guys this is your first batch, you guys also are in a lot of different uh, restaurants already. So not only are we doing tastings around Kansas City and throughout Missouri, you're also in a bunch of places. 
Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, we are. Where can people try this? Uh, so when they when they go to dinner, where can they have one? Yeah, we're in about forty uh, on premise and off premise accounts, a restaurant and, and liquor store accounts. Um, everywhere from I could read this whole list, and I don't want to leave leave anybody out. Read read, read the list. Yeah, we yeah. Time. So uh, eight hundred one Chop House, Axwa, Classic Cup, uh, Cleaver and Cork, Donut Lounge, Grunauer, Harry's Country Club, JJ's, uh, Julep, The Guild, The Jacobson, The Majestic, and and Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange. And that is where you can have it when you're eating. Now, how did that yeah. process work? And you, you obviously don't have a a background in going to sell sell no, liquor I, I am not, I am not a distributor. Um, we work with a great little distributor called oh, Classic. Uh, and and you, uh, you're in very some very really cool trendy new. Uh, I, yeah, uh, I'm very pleased places with, that appeal yeah. to hipsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm pleased with our accounts. I I, you know, I love all these restaurants. I go to them myself. Uh, you know, a lot of times too, I'll find a place and just recommend it to the distributor, and they'll get it in there too. Cool. Um, but you know what we love to see is too uh, a lot of these guys getting creative and making their own cocktails. Uh, Grunauer, by the way, has a killer uh, Manhattan that they make with the Wicked Bay. Love that place. Um, so you're also <laughs> in a bunch of stores throughout Kansas City and Kansas, Missouri, right? We are. Um, so just that list quickly, uh, like Cellar Rat, uh, Cutter and Cork up in Platte City, Gomer's, Midtown, Hy-Vee. I think it's most of the locations in our metro for Hy-Vee. Lucas Wine and Spirits uh, on the Missouri side. Mike's Liquors, uh, Plaza Liquor, Price Chopper, Riverside Red X. We actually have a tasting coming up there in a couple weekends. Gotta love the Red X. Yeah, you love the Red X. Royal Liquors, Smooth Endings, Underdog, and World Liquors. Yeah. So you guys have done a great job and this just launched uh, at the beginning of 2016, right? Or end of December. Actually, it was at the very end of last year. It was right before before the holidays. Man, it's it's fast paced, but now we're getting into the time where you can you can enjoy a leisure spirit. Yeah, that's right. And if anybody really wants to taste it, a lot of those restaurant and well, actually the off premise locations. Uh, inside the the grocery stores and liquor stores, we do tastings on a regular basis. There's usually two or three a weekend. Um, and if you go to our website, which is wicketandpeg.com. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah. Wicked and peg. It's, and uh, it's, it's spelled out wicket and A-N-D peg. It's not an ampersand. <laughs> not an, an ampersand. Uh, but there, we keep an up-to-date list. So if you want to download that and check out a location and try it. That'd be great. Um Wow, I mean, it's just such a cool thing. What What is your favorite leisure sport? <laughs> um, you know, I, I croquet's up there. It's is right it? up there. Um, I don't know if I know the rules of croquet anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and there's you know there's there's a difference between like competition croquet, tournament croquet, and 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 backyard croquet. We're we're all for the backyard croquet. Um, I love bocce ball too. Yeah, see, uh, bo- I'm a, yeah. I'm half Italian, and, and yeah. when I went to college in St. Louis. Back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, some of the bars in the hill there had bocce ball. Mm. And I had never really done it, but now it's kind of ma- more mainstream. Yeah, bocce's great. It's in different bars throughout <laughs> the city, right? Yep. Um, well, cool. Well, um, well, I appreciate you coming on the show today. My uh, pleasure. We'll, we'll have to talk again soon when, when we start talking about Badman. Yes. And when, that, when that happens again. <laughs> I had a bunch of fun little questions here today, but we're out of time. Um, Ethan Whitehill, founder and CEO of Two West and also founder and CEO of Wicked and Peg. Check it out at wickedandpeg.com. It's at all those great places throughout Kansas City and Missouri and Kansas. Congrats on your success. The bottle looks great. Um, definitely going to have some after the show today. It's a nice Saturday today. Uh, <laughs> weather's getting nice outside. It's time to drink some bourbon. It and, is. Uh, and congrats on all your success, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation Show on 980 AM and talk980am.com. Appreciate you joining us. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care.